All right, well, welcome everybody to the second episode of The Subliminal Show. Today, I have Andrew with us. He is uh, over on YouTube, The Melded, but not The Melded Industries. He's just Melded Industries. Um, Andrew, what what do you do over there on that on that channel? Um, whether or not videos exist currently on that channel, what is, what's the goal of that channel per se? Uh, the goal of the channel basically build some cool stuff. So the first thing we're planning on building is a, it's a trebuchet, which um, for those of you that don't know, it's basically the giant medieval catapult. So we're gonna, we're gonna build a small version of it, make sure we can actually do that and then try to build a big version of it. Um, Beyond that, we'll see where the channel goes. I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of my only project I have planned right now, but. Okay, okay. Well, I do look forward to that when those videos come out. I mean, I will certainly be there uh, among the first to watch. So the topic of today, what is today's episode about? Um, I'm gonna sit down with Andrew and primarily talk about kind of goals, goal setting and how to achieve them. When we set goals and just in our life, in gaming, in our play, in whatever, you know, we want to, we want to do, let's say we have this goal that we want to achieve. There are a lot of practical steps that need to happen in order for that goal to be achieved. Sometimes, and many people um, can kind of run in this roadblock is either they set their goals too high or too low. And if typically if goals are too high, they run out of steam trying to accomplish them or they give up because it gets too hard. And if the goals are too low, they are easily, you know, are able to check that, you know, make it make a checklist per se, check them off. And, you know, it feels good short term, but you feel like you're not really accomplishing something bigger. And so the, the hope is to be able to find that middle ground. Like, how do we find and set reasonable goals that we can achieve as well as maybe pushing the boundaries? But we will start our conversation out with just kind of play and video game habits with Andrew himself. Uh, so what form of quote unquote play do you prefer? Is it more sports, video games, board games, outdoor activities or et cetera? At this point in my life, it's mainly it's mainly video games just because of this seems to work better for everyone. It's kind of hard to schedule things out where like, hey, let's have a board game night and get everyone together, uh, especially because yeah. we all live in different states now. So that only ah. happens like twice a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think just because of the accessibility of it and yeah, I haven't really played sports since like high school, so I don't sport anymore. Okay. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's primarily just video games at this point. Okay. So really, and it's it's not like you prefer it over prefer video games over any of the other ones it's, it's mainly because it's it's what convenient for you and your kind of primary friend group is you know being spread across the country you're just like you know what we can kind of set around these types of games and i can still maintain these relationships outside of physically interacting yeah yeah exactly because i mean yeah you can like call your buddies up and talk to them on the phone or whatever text them but like mm -hmm. It's not you really just not doing something with them. So exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been cool as people have moved away, still being able to connect with them and do something remotely, uh, basically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to again, you've kind of answered this question already, but when it comes to play, do you prefer to engage by yourself or with others? That's a good question. I think th at this point it's pretty much always with others. Like, yeah, I view it almost it's not like a, a traditional social thing, but I, yeah, I guess I would socially game if that's a term. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it is. Social gaming is, is indeed a term. 
Okay. And then how long have you been playing video games? A very long time. So like, it's probably like at the library when I was a kid, like, you know, like early grade school playing the library games. Um, Okay. But like actually like video gaming as like a more of a, a hobby where my parents would let me do it was more like mm-hmm. once high school hit. Then they opened up a little bit, let me build my first gaming PC, uh, get a laptop, and then yeah, okay. I kind of went from there. But yeah, not really very regularly until high school. And then how frequently do you play video games on a daily, weekly basis? Yeah, now it's it's actually not that much anymore because yeah, as you okay. get older, it's like everyone says, oh, you'll not have time anymore. It's kind of true. Um it's probably, I don't know, maybe once or twice a week. It's basically when everyone else is available. Uh, what are some benefits that you've seen in your life because of your gaming habits? Yeah, I think it's kind of like what we talked about, just being able to stay connected with people. Um, and yeah, be able to have uh, something to do with people, even if they're in another state, in another country. The cool people you're able to meet that way, you know, because you're going to meet people you're never going to run into otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's definitely what I value the most about it is sort of that, that social element to it. Um, I think obviously it's fun. It's a fun distraction, but yeah, exactly. what I remember about it isn't like, Oh, I played X game at this time and it was really cool. It's not, what are the, the cool people I've met and been able to act or interact with over the, over the years. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely had a similar experience of, you know, you're able to meet people that, you have almost zero chance of meeting in real life. Yes. Yeah. We had a, a New Zealander that we were as part of our group for a long time, which is just like, when are you ever going to meet someone from New Zealand? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to eventually you know, make it to New Zealand, but the chances of, you know, actually running into this person <laughs> while there <laughs> as a tourist is likely to none. Exactly. Um, yep. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely a cool element to that. Uh, what about kind of flipping the the coin a little bit? What are some negative effects that you've seen in your life because of your gaming habits? Hmm. I think, I mean, on the surface, I don't think games are positive or negative. I think it's kind of like a lot of things in life. It's how much do you engage with them? Are you able to keep it manageable? Um, yeah, I think it's just it, be, it can become a, a very large sink of time if you're not careful. Um and if it starts, like, I, I was definitely at a period in my life where, like, it was much easier rather than deal with the problems or things that I need to actually do. It's much easier to just kind of hop on with my friends and play games, which for like a short term escape is great. But when it starts, like, impacting major things that you need to be doing in your life, um, that's where for me, it sort of became an issue where got to the point where I just had to step away for like a year and just be like, all right, it's gotten to a point where this has taken over way too much time. Um, it kind of became an unhealthy relationship with it. Um, but then I know after that I was able to get some space and then come back and have a much more healthy relationship with it. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's something that you got to definitely keep an eye on though, because it can become a very large distraction in your life. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was in many ways kind of using it as a, an escape, like rather than dealing with things okay. I really needed to deal with, it sort of turned mm-hmm. into escapism for me, but like to an unhealthy level. Yeah. So instead of doing your proper chores, proper chores that you know sound like a sound like you you know you're you're a child that has to you know <laughs> no mom can, i'm not gonna do my chores what are you talking no, about yeah exactly but <laughs> this is the principle i think still applies of you know you take that you can take that principle of you know your parents do ask you to do certain things or you know you're an adult and you have important things like 
doing the laundry or, you know, cleaning your bathroom, which mm-hmm. is, um, the, the, the intentionality that the comparison of what your mom would ask you to do and then what adult things are was intentional right there. Um, they're all, almost exactly one of the same. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's almost like your parents are trying to train you to be a functioning human before you're on your own or something. I exactly. Don't know. Exactly. Thanks, dad and mom. I, I appreciate you. It's weird how when you get older, you appreciate a lot of things that your parents did. It's like, exactly. oh, you weren't just crazy. This actually makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the beauty of the what 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 is it? Hindsight is always twenty twenty. There you go. Yep. Exactly. So, kind of switching the conversation to primarily what we wanted to talk about: this idea of goal goal setting and achieving. So, kind of focusing more into video games as as kind of our transition piece so to speak what are some kind of crazy gaming or play goals that you've set for yourself and um, which ones have you achieved and which ones have you not achieved <laughs> hmm. yeah i think uh, we've been like as a group at least very bad at actually achieving any of the goals we've set because we've we have like a, i think we've had like a google doc at this point with all the games that we've wanted to complete and we out of like 10 or 15 games we've done like two Ah, because yes, yeah. So mm-hmm. we're not really great when it comes to actually achieving things in games. <laughs> um, I think I think the most impressive thing we ever did was the. Um, so I don't know how many of you play GTA Online, um, but we were really big into that back, you know, a couple of years ago. And there's mm-hmm. an achievement there to basically do all of the heists in the game on the hardest difficulty and not die. Um, okay. And you got to go through all of them. So that was our. We Ooh. got together one night sat down and one of the ways you can kind of cheese it a little bit is you can if you unplug your internet when you die it doesn't actually register with the server so it keeps the (laughs) achievement going so we set up a land party i think it was in one of our buddies basements and we all plugged into the internet so we could actually yank the internet out when we died and we it took us how many hours was that it was like it was a good full day of it was like eight or, or ten hours just going at it and we actually managed to pull it off and I think as a group, that's the only like actually hard thing we've actually stuck with and finished when it comes to goals within games. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting too. like different members of our group have what's a good way to put it, have uh, longer attention spans than others when it comes to trying to do those sort of things. So to get everyone in one place to actually stick with a hard achievement is actually quite hard to do, at least for us. Yeah, I bet. I bet. You're saying that the, the the goals you have a you have a mix of goals that you've been able to achieve and you're proud of, but also a lot of them that kind of just get shelved and you're like, you know, we will maybe complete those one day, but you know, if we don't get to all of them, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in the end of the day, it's like um, as much fun as pulling those goals off are. It's it's more about just having fun with your friends, you know. At least for me, it's, it's not just like, oh, great. We checked all these things off, but we hated all of our time doing it. Like, well, then what's the point? I agree. So then switching the conversation from video games to more life in general, when approaching life goals, how do you prepare for it? It's interesting because I've definitely that's something I've had to learn as I've gotten older of goal setting. Um mm-hmm. Cause I don't, I don't know, at least for me, like my parents really, or no one really ever sat me down and like, all right, here's how you effectively plan for a goal in life. 
Like, obviously, people, everyone's like, oh, make a checklist. Like, all right, cool. But, like, that's very vague a lot of times. There's not, not all goals you can make a checklist to accomplish. Yeah, so I think, I don't know if you mentioned it already, but it, it's, it is making, making sure your goals are realistic. Um, and everyone says that, but, like, what does that actually mean? I, I think it's where you need to talk to other people about what your goals are. You know, like, hey, I'm planning on doing this. It's good to get feedback of other people because they can really ground you in like, this is crazy. What are you thinking? Or, hey, yeah, this, that, I totally see you doing that. Um, and obviously, you don't want to base everything off just what people think. But it's like it is good to get feedback, especially for people that know you and care about you, if these goals are healthy or attainable. And then I think having the proper expectation of how long things can actually take to do Um Cause I know for like the longest time, like, especially like working out, for example, I'm be like, dude, I'm going to go in the gym for a week or two weeks. Gonna kill it. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be jacked ready for the beach. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's not how working out works or dieting or anything like that. Like you have to have go into it. Like, all right, this is going to be, this is going to be a six month journey. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. this in two weeks. And to that helps a lot with not getting discouraged and burned out with things you're trying to pursue, especially the bigger things in life. Because again, if you anything big, and if you approach it like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my life around in a week, or I'm gonna in a month, I'm gonna totally shift my career or what I'm studying or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's not attainable. You're not gonna do that in a month or a week. You know, that might be a six month journey. That might be a year to make those big kind of changes. Um, and that took me a while of burning out on goals over and over again to figure that out, and finally sit mm-hmm. down and be like, all right, there's some big changes I want to make. I need to take a breath. I need to stick with it and remember that it takes a long time investing hard work into these things for them to pay off. So it's, it seems a lot of it is when, when you talk about kind of approaching and setting your goals realistically, a lot of what it means is that it's, it's not necessarily, you know, making a checklist and saying this, I need to accomplish this, this, and this, and then my goal's done. Realistically, it's, it's saying giving yourself time to achieve these things, recognizing that a lot of things don't happen overnight immediately as, as a process, as a journey, but it's setting those realistic goals one step at a time, almost baby steps. Exactly. And I, I think I'm talking more like, obviously there are smaller things like, Hey, I, like, what do I need to do to clean my house? And you can write a checklist and do it in the day. Like that's, that's not a, a big goal, but I feel like those are easier goals that most people have a handle on. Like, Hey, you just write a checklist and do it. It's not hard. It's more of like when you're trying to make bigger goals in life and pursue them, I feel like that's where a lot of things get kind of just like, it's just like pursue your heart and pursue your passions. It's like, cool. But like, what does that actually mean when it comes down to actually setting goals to do it? And a lot of times it gets very vague and ethereal and it's like, I, I, there are ways to be strategic about it and actually pursue them and actually make it happen for yourself. But it's, you got to have a realistic view of what you're getting yourself into. Kind of in this process of forming these goals, setting it forward, you know, these realistic goals that we've set for ourselves, what are some roadblocks that you personally have faced when attempting to achieve your goals? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it, especially over the long term, is how you spend your time. Uh, mm. And I think that, that plays into gaming too, because it's like, it's very easy to, I think, especially with how much, like how much technology we have around us, it's so easy to like, just waste an afternoon or just like have an afternoon disappear. And you're like, I, I don't know where all my time went. I just like five hours ago. And it was between, I was yeah. like scrolling, you know, I was scrolling Instagram. Then I hopped on a game with some friends for like three hours. And then I watched some Netflix and boom, I just lost six hours. 
Um, yes. And like in one day, all right, cool. That's that's like all right. You you know you hung out. You had a good day. What are some roadblocks that come in the way, or just in general with goals? And again, I think for me at least, it was definitely spending time. And like I said, just with social media and, and video games that just they are a huge suck of time or they can be if you don't manage them um and, and at least in my life that's definitely something where it's been like i haven't accomplished goals i've wanted to is i've spent my time in less um what do you want to say maybe productive ways um so yeah i, th- I think being aware of that and just again it, it, these aren't i don't think of in and of themselves negative or bad things but if they get if, if you let them get out of hand they can be at least in my experience. So it's not necessarily that individually these things. And again, I think it could be anything. Anything could fill this time. Like yeah. it could even be, you know, quote unquote, healthy things like working out or, you know, socializing even, you know, heaven right. forbid that we, you know, hate on socializing. Like there could, there can be many things that take up our time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, it's like people always talk about you need balance in life. And that's absolutely true. But I don't think it's there, there are times for things like certain times you may just have to really focus on something and cut out a lot of other things like you're talking about, like, hey, maybe you're I don't know, you're writing um, like your thesis paper mm-hmm. <laughs> or, yes. you know, or just whatever. It's like a test for school. You really got to study for you're going to to sit down and yeah maybe you're you're not getting together with friends for like a couple week period and you're just focusing everything you got on that one task and then once it's done then hey then you can go back to kind of a more normal life balance so i think it comes and goes it doesn't always have to be one one like way to be healthy yes absolutely so what i hear you saying is that balance is not a microscopic view of our day like oh i need to make sure that i spend equal amount of time doing these things in a day period it's exactly the general grand scheme of life the bigger picture that you want to have you know a a good healthy um assortment of things that you engage in there are certain time periods where we need to focus in on certain things when should you give up on your goals if if at all but when 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 do you think like is is there a line that we we could draw on the sand and say you know what this is this is a goal that i want to achieve but it's not working out man that's a that's a great question yeah because i think the advice you always hear is you know don't give up on your dreams um you know, just fight through, don't give up, all that kind of stuff, which is in general, I think is excellent advice, but yeah, you're right. I think there is a point at which, yeah, it's just like, this isn't happening, but how do you determine that? And I think it's, it's tricky because emotions can be um, deceptive and like in the moment you might feel like, yeah, this isn't working, this isn't happening, but you might just be having a bad day. Right. And then the next day you're killing it. And it's like, whatever this goal is that you're trying to achieve, it feels like it's working much better. So I think it's valuable to be able to, whatever your goal is, like let's let's take exercise because that's a pretty quantifiable one, but you need to be able to set down objective goals for yourself. So like I want to run, you know, say a seven minute mile or something like that, or I want to run a half marathon. And if you need Things like that to be like, all right, by this point, I need to be able to run four miles or whatever it is, but quantifiable things that are outside of yourself 
And it's the same thing with having people involved in your goals too, because they can give you better feedback than you can for yourself a lot of times. Um, and I think if you can combine those two of like have healthy people around you that can inf- like kind of keep you honest, keep you keep a realistic view of what you're trying to do, and then be able to lay out quantifiable things to actually measure your progress towards your goals. If you can combine those two, then, then it gives you a much better sense of, hey, is this is this at all realistic? Am I getting there? Am I not? Where am I in this process? Um, and then that helps you both ways as well. Like if you if you start giving up when you shouldn't, hey, you can look at it like, look, look at all the progress I've made and I am actually getting there. So now, obviously, I think that's easier said than done with some goals. Like not all goals are super quantifiable like that, like uh, with, with exercise. Like it might be like, hey, I want to improve the relationships in my life. All right, cool. That But that that's like. That's much more ethereal and harder to just like, well, um, I, I went to dinner with this person three times in the last <laughs> month. Therefore, you know, like obviously it doesn't work like that with everything. But I think just it's a general mm-hmm. thing, at least in my life, that's been helpful for things that you can actually quantify. OK, so it's a combination of kind of what we were talking about before of setting the more realistic kind of baby step goals as well as finding other people in your life that can help come alongside you and either kind of be that reality check of, you know, maybe this isn't achievable right now. How do you deal with setbacks in, in achieving your goals? You know, say you're, you've, you've got, you've, you've planned out everything that we've been talking about. We've got your, your accountability uh, for, for lack of a better term, you've got your accountability partners. You've got, your realistic goals. You've got your baby steps and you're like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Uh, maybe you even have that handy dandy checklist and you're checking things off, but something happens in life. How do you, how do you deal with them? I think again, that's where we're kind of having the long view of things and um, having a realistic view of what you're trying to do really helps a lot. Um, because, yeah, especially in bigger, the bigger the goals you set, the more setbacks you're going to encounter. That's just kind of how it works. Yeah. Um, but being able to view it, again, it's like whatever it may be, um, whatever. Like obviously, setbacks are tricky because, you know, some can be small, some could be huge. <laughs> like yes. life, life's weird. It'll throw stuff at you. Like some things mm-hmm. will be goal ending setbacks. You know, that, that does sometimes happen. But mm-hmm. I think most setbacks that you're going to encounter aren't going to be that dramatic. Um. And, and that's where being able to have people in your life that can, can help you through whatever that setback is and kind of reset you. Um, and then keeping that long view of what you're trying to achieve and where you're at in that process um, is very helpful in that. Because, again, uh, us being humans, it's very in the moment. Things can seem much bigger than they actually are. Yeah. You know, because, again, emotions can be tricky. So we did talk a little bit about this, but is, do you think there's a way that you can go about assessing to see if your goals are achievable? Yeah. Um, let me, let me backtrack here. My brain, my brain has to catch up with my, has to catch up with my mouth. Yeah, don't you hate it when they get out of sync? <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is very difficult, especially when you're like trying to, uh, <laughs> to do four different things at the same time yeah it's, it's much harder when you're not just having a conversation with someone you're trying not to die at the exactly. same time so this hey. this friends is an illustration of distracted conversations you want to be able to listen to the people that you're talking with um obviously <laughs> we are somehow managing to accomplish this um 
here and now, but be attentive. Listen to the people that you're having a conversation with. Look at them in the eye and be like, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. Um, it'll change your so life. So do what we say, not what we're doing, basically. Exactly. Exactly. But we're also illustrating the fact that gaming can be used as a social activity. And you're able to, in some way, shape, or form, have these conversations while playing a video game. So assessing if your goals are achievable. So the question more is not necessarily assessing, oh, I should give up on this goal because I can't, I can't obtain it, but more, how do you figure out, say you've, say you have that setback, the setback that's a little too big and you kind of have to put your goal on the shelf for a moment, for a time. How do you go about that? Um, I think, I think it's very important to be flexible in life and it's same thing with your goals. Um, Cause like, especially when you're young and you're trying to set goals, like you have so much life experience that you're going to gain and it's going to shift what you're shooting for in life. And as you meet different people, as you experience different things, as yeah. you experience setbacks. Um, so yeah, I think it's important to, to have that flexibility in whatever you're pursuing. Even if it's like a big overarching life goal, again, there's a lot of like variants of things that you can do that. Okay. Maybe it's not exactly what you'd first were shooting for, mm-hmm. but as you got into the process and as you ran into things, you're like, Oh, you know what? Actually, I think it's if I adapt it this way, it's much more doable, or this is much more what I want to do. Um, I think it's just kind of good life advice in general: be flexible. Again, we're being sort of general, yes. I guess, but when we're talking about these bigger things. It's like, yeah, I think it's just being flexible in your goal setting mm-hmm. is another important thing to have. What do you think should should you make more realistic or dream centered goals? Are those dream-centered goals kind of the ones that are far out there? Are those even worth setting? Or, and then the other question on the flip side of that, are the more realistic goals, obviously they are helpful and, you know, they should be made, but is that all we should focus on? Mm, that's, I don't want to say it depends because <laughs> that's going <laughs> to cop out. Um because I, I think both can be valuable because it's like you need to be, especially when you're talking more overarching goals in life, like you want to be pursuing something you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, again, that's really tricky though. Cause it's like something you're like, okay, what well, I don't know what I'm passionate about. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. all right, in that case, and then it's probably better if you're setting more shorter term, like, Hey, this is just things you need to get checked off to progress as you're exploring what makes you passionate to set those larger goals that are maybe more dream based. So I think there's room for both because I think if you dwell too much in one or the other, it can be a problem. Like if all you're doing is just dreaming about becoming the next big, you know, celebrity. Yeah. And you're not actually doing like things to just maintain your life or get yourself there. That's kind of a problem because these kind of things don't just happen. Like there's so many steps that you got to do to get there. But also if you lose that grander picture and all you're doing is sort of setting a glass ceiling for yourself and saying, well, I think it comes back to sort of setting goals too small or too big. And it's sort of you gotta you gotta you gotta combine the two if you know you gotta have those bigger goals that might just crazy dreams but you're still looking at pursuing them while also keeping uh, grounded goals that you're pursuing every day, okay. uh, which I think is a lot easier said than done. And it, it's so dependent on the person too and what you're actually trying to do. So you talked a little bit about this previously, kind of with uh, making sure you have people around you, uh, assuming that was the answer to this question. But what have been the most beneficial supports in your goal achievement? 
Yeah, I think it's. I think another important too. Again, it's sort of hard without getting really like in the weeds, but it's also having the right mindset when you're going into things. Um, like you have to, it's you have to have hope for the future when you're setting goals, right? Because if you if you have a very like um, pessimistic view, I guess of of life, and it's it becomes very hard to set and stick to goals because it's like, again, that was definitely a stage in my life where I've kind of viewed everything very negatively. Um, and, and trying to set any long-term goal in that sort of mindset was very hard because it was like, well, nothing's ever going to get better. It's just things are always going to be worse. Um, and the, the whole kind of thing with goals is you're working towards making things better for either yourself or people around you. Yeah. So I think it's another important thing too is to come to it and like resetting your mindset and all that. That's like, that's a whole nother conversation, but having the <laughs> yeah. right mindset when you're trying to set these goals, is, I think very important mm. as well. Um, so it's sort of like, it's sort of the, it's having a, a healthy view of the world, which again, that's a tricky thing and yes. that's very ethereal, but, mm-hmm. um, with, without that, it's, it can be hard. Mm. So I think it's combining mindset with the right people around you and then being able to set them out and, uh, set out quantifiable, smaller achievements in the larger goals. Uh, at least for me, has been very helpful. It's a combination of a lot of things. And it's it's not just, there's not one answer that solves all of your life's problems. And that's what I'm hearing from you. <laughs> Believe it or not, no. <laughs> there's not one miracle thing, at least that I've found. I mean, maybe it's out there, but. Now, now searching. If anybody has found the one answer to solve all problems, then uh, then let us know because we're wondering. But no, I totally agree that there are, no matter what problems we face, anywhere from goal setting to setbacks to really anything else that happens in our lives, there's not just one answer that solves everything or specifically one answer that solves your problem. There are many ways, many attitudes, many answers, many avenues, many doors, many windows, you know, whatever analogy or metaphor you want to use there's lots of them and it's kind of your your yourself that has to choose this is the way that i think is better for me in this particular situation obviously you know keep in mind the people around you and you know don't take them for granted don't toss them to the side but uh Oh, I can't can't use can't use that phrase. Uh, um, <laughs> I was gonna say use your friends, uh, use use the people around you. Use your you. friends to climb to the top. Yeah, exactly. Climb on the heads of everyone around you. Mm-hmm. So don't <laughs> uh, not the, great uh, life advice. That is don't that's, do that. It's going to be clipped, and I and I know it is. Um, <laughs> but use your friends as supports where you want to go, and but again, maybe you you don't have really good friends in your life maybe you don't have a lot of good people good supporters in your life that's okay too you know find an avenue you know whether it's yeah again it's hard to make specific suggestions because there there are a lot out of there but find that one thing that you can kind of grasp on to help lift yourself up to the next step there's a lot of trite sayings that are, that are out there, but are actually kind of true. Um, and it's one of the things of keep trying and not giving up. And I, I think that's mm. very important because it's like, 
not everyone will figure it out. That is true. You know, sometimes things don't work out, but a lot of times things work out better than you might expect, um, mm. depending on what situation you're in. You know, because again, I have no hope that I would be where I am in life or the things that I've gotten able to do, the people I've been able to meet, the experiences I've had. Like, again, if you asked me, like, you know, four or five years ago, if that any of this would happen, I would have said, no way. Who are you? What do you know about me? You know nothing. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those weird things. It's like, but I would still probably tell myself that as like, hey, it will get better. You just got to get through it. Um, again, that's really trite. That's everywhere. Everyone says this. Yeah. And it's like when you're in it, that sounds like the most BS statement ever. Like, mm -hmm. what do you know? But yes. it turns out it is actually kind of true. Hmm. Um. And these elements can fall into place, but you have to give it a chance and you got to keep trying. So switching the conversation to the subliminal show's favorite topic, balanced living, which we talked about uh, previously and kind of it's, it's looking not just in the individual days or in the individual moments of just like, oh, I need to make sure my life is balanced in every way. Balanced as all things should be, but in the broader scale of things of that we haven't really gotten ourselves caught up in one thing that's kind of consumed us and taken control of our lives. Live in a space where we can have fun, work hard, and just be able to enjoy life. So when it comes to the phrase balanced living, what does that mean to you? Again, it's, it's trite, but it is important. Like, so I, I view it as you got you show your diet, your exercise, and then sort of your mental health. Uh, but to me, those are all tied together. Yeah. Uh, like if you're just eating really poorly, you're not working out, you're going to have trouble. Like just things are going to be harder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I've been like, I found the happiest when you're able to do those things consistently. And they're not easy. Um, but just even doing those two things has helped so much with mental health for me. And then it's it's having that good social circle around you good people you can talk to um yeah really i think if you have those three things down uh, at least to, to some degree uh like you, you'll be able to live a functioning life right and you can always refine yeah. things and make them better you know and then, and then i think you could maybe put your career in there or like if it's school or whatever you're doing like just staying on top of that doing well in that and then if you can if you can stay on top of those like four things hmm. um which is yeah You'll, unless life throws crazy things at you, which it does, but you'll be a lot more equipped to deal with that when it happens. Yeah. 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 Balanced living, if I had to sum it up in one thing, would be diet, exercise, uh, good social circles, and then, you know, uh, doing well or working hard in your career. Yeah. And that's what, what else? What more do you need in life? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, almost uh, prophetic uh, in, in, in nature. You exactly what you summarized there was what I was next going to talk about. So this was something that we talked with uh, Ethan last time as this idea mm -hmm. of holistic health and it addresses these five specific areas, your physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and intellectual. And when all five of these are kind of addressed in some way, shape or form, that's what promotes the best living. So what is... Mm holistic health look like in in your life and you did you did talk about, about this of uh, you i mean you did answer that question previously of you know it's making sure you have each of these pieces 
in your life in some way, shape or form. Man, that's, that's tricky because I think at different times I would have answered this question differently. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think at one point I was very much like super negative towards video games because, again, it just became a toxic thing, at least within my life. But, um, again, it kind of comes down to what I said. Like, I don't really view it as a positive or negative thing. I think it's like many things. It's how you use it. Um, it's a source of entertainment in the end of the day. So mm-hmm. it's you don't want to entertainment's great. But again, it's like 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 many things. Moderation. Right. If you're. If your only thing you're doing in life is entertaining yourself and you're not pursuing those other areas, mm-hmm. again, it's going to, it's, so if it's, I guess it's, it's a, it's a fine thing to partake in as long as it's not cutting into those other elements that you, uh, that you mentioned. Okay. So as long as you're not sacrificing other stuff to pursue video games that are very like important to your health, great. Have at it. Um, I, I guess that's kind of at least how I approach it now. It's not not good. I mean, it is good, but I I don't like the word good because it's so so subjective. It's, it's are you gonna say optimal or suboptimal? Are we gonna get real optimal, man? Um, <laughs> it is an optimal way to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will judge every other way to live because I only have the right <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the thing is like I think those elements are kind of universal, like what you mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, like I guess you I don't know what other element you would throw in there. Like those are what make up a person in many ways, or at least how that what they pursue in life. Yes. Um, but I think what pursuing each one of those things, what pursuing health in each one of those aspects, can be very different person to person. Agreed. So I think that's where the gray area comes in, and we're just saying, well, you know, to pursue your your intellectual well being, you must do this, or mm-hmm. to pursue your physical well being. My way is like there's so many people that like ah, oh, my diet or my exercise plan is the only way that you yes. achieve physical health. Um, I think yeah, so I think that's where it's like you got to leave some room for some nuance there. And also at the same time, don't overthink things too much. There's so many people, especially with like online that are going to sit there and tell you like it's you, so complicated. And the only way to figure it out is the way I'm telling you. And it's like and pay me day, for a lot of these things aren't as complicated as people make them. I think that's a very beautiful way to sum up that conversation of anybody and everybody is going to tell you how to live. Everybody and everybody has the new best way to be able to address this specific area. But I think where you hit home was that aspect of it's going to be unique for everybody. Everybody has their own way, has their own best way to achieve this area of kind of this, this spectrum of balanced, of holistic health. And I'm probably going to make a lot of people upset by saying this, like, especially in the, the area of intellectual, like you don't have to get a degree in order to, you know, prove that your intellectual quote unquote health is good. Like intellectual is simply just learning and surprise, surprise, you don't need a degree to learn. Um, I don't. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, that's gonna say what? Wait, I could have a successful career. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Says the guy. Me. Says <laughs> the sorry, guy. Sorry, going <laughs> Says the guy in a master's program and possibly pursuing a doctorate. Like I understand how hypocritical that is, but Dr. in Phil. many ways, kind of seeing that, being being going through that, I can look back and say, you know what? 
I, I am very happy with the choices that I made. I'm very happy I'm in the program that I'm in and I am very happy to pursue education, but it's not for everybody. Being intellectual, that everyone, again, yeah, you're thinking of academia, mm -hmm. but people can be brilliant in different areas that, like you said, don't require a degree. Um, there are many careers that, you know, that people are, again, you can have a, a brilliant mechanic that doesn't have a degree. You know, you can have master carpenters that build amazing things out of wood, and it's like, they don't have a degree to do that. That's just mm -hmm. their talent. There are artists that are amazing artists. They never went to art school. So there's all these different things. And, and if you do, it's like, it's, again, different people like you said it works differently but yeah there, there's a broad way to get to success in life and it's there's not just one path mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in absolutely no in no way shape or form is this discouraging anybody from going to school for any of those things especially practical things like i will always promote learning and pursuing an education and what you love to do um but also taking simultaneously taking the pressure off of being forced into decision because you just you're not ready and i think this really plays into the general theme of what we've been talking about is there is a time and place for everything and it may not be the time right now to you know go off and to go to school and do these things right now but maybe right now it's just you know i'm going to stick to this i'm going to do this for now for this time but as we kind of reach the end of our our time here is there any kind of last words that you want to summarize what you've talked about what we've discussed no not really i, I guess just to say that again it's, it's trite but there is hope that the future will be better um i didn't i didn't believe that for a very long time and then again i, I stuck with it and i was able to find that so it's there's hope for the future hmm. um find some good people you know um in your life if you don't have them you know just live life, enjoy it. It's short, um, but it's also good if you can stick with it and you'll find it. So that's all I got. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for watching uh, or listening, whatever method you have chosen to engage in this show. Uh, I'm really excited to see where this where this goes, where this takes us. Um, being able to listen to these incredible people, uh, we've been able to ask questions and hear their honest responses of, you know what, life is, life is hard, but there are ways to get through it. Um, and one of those ways is play and video games. And in and of itself, it's not a bad thing. It's just how we use it. I, again, all tools are valuable, but when you're, you can't use a hammer to hit everything and you know, assume it's going to fix it. But yeah, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, head over to our YouTube channel. We're also on Instagram, Facebook. We have a Discord. Check it out. Basically, if if it's a social media platform, we're probably on it. Well, that's it then. Um, I'm not sure exactly what part of that I'm going to actually use to conclude this episode, but uh, there there we have it. That's future the power me. of editing, my yeah, good sir. <laughs> the, the, here you go, future editor me. Um, have fun. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, thank you, Andrew, again, for being willing to do this. And we will see you in two weeks for the next episode of The Subliminal Show.